Hi, and welcome to the Define Your Exit podcast from Emergent. At Emergent, it's our mission to own and operate an active portfolio of exceptional brands that have long-term vision and turn them into category leaders. Now, every week we discuss valuable strategies with industry leaders and service providers that will maximize your business valuation and allow you to define what selling your business looks like. Whether you're looking to sell your business tomorrow or just curious to learn more about the Amazon aggregator space, this podcast is for you. Now, I'm your host, Barkas Patty, and I'm grateful to be part of the Amazon community for over six years, working in the software space and selling on Amazon since 2015. In that time frame, I've helped thousands of businesses launch products on Amazon and build great software for analytics, marketing, and customer engagement. And we'd love to connect with you and answer any questions you have about exiting your business and starting that next chapter of your life. Go to Emergent.com to contact us or email me directly at Barkus at Emergent.com. That's B-A-R-C-U-S at E-M-E-R-G-A-N-T dot com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you can get notified about every new episode. Hey everybody, Marcus Patty here with Define Your Exit Podcast. This is the podcast about maximizing your valuation on your business. Now, whether you want to sell in the next year, six months, or never want to sell, uh, these are this is all great information on learning how to maximize that valuation. Because even if you don't want to sell, if you need a loan one day from outside capital or a traditional bank loan, these are all tactics and strategies that will help you help your business look its best. Uh, so today, my special guest is Mina Elias, and uh, we've talked a lot on on Facebook. But I got to meet you at Prosper in Vegas last year. Uh, it was a great time. We had we had some good conversations. Um, and you have a lot of stuff going on. You've got your own agency, right? Advertising yeah. agency yeah, for Trivium. yeah, for Trivium for businesses that are selling on Amazon. You also sell on Amazon. You've got a couple of different brands. Uh, so he's, uh, he's kind of lazy. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, me, it's extremely busy. Um, and you always seem to be very, um, how do I put this? Very focused on whatever you're doing. Right. So like I, I follow your content and like you had, you had some, uh, like, uh, some health complications from COVID and, and it was like, it was a big deal. Right. But then like you went, you went hard as soon as you got out of the hospital and you could like started exercising and, and working getting back into that shape right like the and it seems like everything that you do you have that kind of like that mentality and that focus um do you think that that's is that do you think that's like a a huge factor in like the success the success that you had in these multiple things that you're doing right now yeah, hundred percent. I think a lot of my my like principles and and the mindset comes from MMA training, my mixed martial arts uh, background, and so I've done that since twenty thirteen, and and it's really translated into all areas of my life, especially work, because I see a lot of people that are jumping around between multiple things, um, and and, and never going deep, and it's like it's the same guy that you see at the gym that will come once on Monday and does like a little bit of wrestling and then what comes once on Friday, does a little bit of striking and never gets really good at one thing. Um, yeah. and so, you know, a lot of those principles, the, the consistency, uh, the working hard, the, uh, 1% better every day, the full accountability, uh, all of that kind of stuff following through, um, all of that, you know, comes from, from there. I, I've always had really good work ethic. Um, and I've always had good discipline and I always, I mean, I remember like uh, even in like ninth grade, eighth grade, seventh grade, 
I would go home before my finals. Everyone would be scrambling. But two weeks before the finals, uh, you know, I, I would break down. I say, okay, I have 14 days. Uh, how many chapters for every you know subject do I have to study? And I would break down. I say, okay, Monday I have. I'll do two chapters of math. Tuesday I'll do two chapters of physics or whatever science. And so I've always kind of been been that way in terms of like um, you know having that discipline and a little bit of delayed gratification and. And always uh, keeping like the big goal uh, in front of me, and and knowing that you know it's okay. Like I, I won't eat the the cheeseburger uh, today, even though it smells so good, because I want my my actual goal is to get to a certain uh, body fat percent. So I've always had that, but it's just ever since mixed martial arts has gotten a, a lot more extreme in like the work ethic and the discipline and the, yeah. the execution of things. That's very cool, man. There's a, not a lot of people have that. Um, like one of my favorite. Uh, athletes is is Michael Jordan. And it's right. Like what 40 year old man doesn't like Michael Jordan. But anyway, um, you know, like they, if you if you watch a lot of documentaries, like The Last Dance was like so it was really amazing on ESPN. But there's always it, he always had that work ethic, right? Like he was always and Kobe Bryant had this too. Like so a big fan of him too. But like he was always there before uh, everybody got to the gym and after. Right. And it was one of those things where you're one of the best players in the world and you still practice more than everybody else. And like, that's why you're one of the greatest in the world. Right. So, and I think that that, that work ethic, uh, I think that speaks volumes in, in business and personal life and, and, you know, and, and, and whatever. So, but very, very cool. Um, let's talk a little bit about, let's talk about advertising. Right. So, um, PPC has gone PPC pay-per-click Amazon sponsored ads. It's gone through a lot in the past year or so. Um, but then also there's a, there's a surge. This happens to me. See, this seems to happen like every couple of years in the Amazon spaces, there's a surge of people wanting to learn how to effectively um, advertise their brand off Amazon. Now that can be for multiple reasons that can be like, Hey, I'm trying to drive traffic to Walmart or we're trying to build a brand, go to Shopify or build a really holistic brand and, or to drive it back to Amazon. Um, and, but, and I think a lot of brands that, that are out there, even, even like the, you know, you, you, you see brands that can do hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on Amazon. There's nothing out there on Google. Like if you search for them, there's no website, anything like that. So we know that there's a huge need for it. Um, and I think that, I think that everybody understands like we need it. But there's also, uh, you know, the entrepreneurial mindset is very 80-20. Like what's going to drive, the, you know, what's going to drive the most effective growth for the company? Do you understand that you need it? And it's one of those things where I, I see brands do this. And if you, if you can effectively build, learn how to build traffic, build content um, and, and all these things, if you do it for about two years, that seems to be the crest. Like if you have a solid product, a solid brand, on Amazon, right? Let's say you're doing $100,000 a month. If you do, if you have this thing, something around that, I think that it's about two years, right? And that seems like a long time, but after two years, then you decide where the traffic goes. You can send them to Shopify, you can send them to Walmart, you can send them wherever, right? Uh, but you have this engaged audience where you don't rely on just Amazon and just internal Amazon uh, pay-per-click system, mm -hmm. which is a beautiful system and I'm not knocking it at all, but I just love choices. When you have choices, you have leverage, right? Um, so let's talk a little bit about 
you know, you've got your agency Trivium. So let's talk a little bit about that, about that and like the clients that you serve um, yeah. and what you offer for them. Yes. Yeah, so so uh, first, I just want to touch on something like real quick. So there is a lot, you're right. There's a lot of like different ways people go about it. There's PPC, there's off Amazon traffic, there's sending people to Shopify. I think one thing that makes a huge difference is like, um, you know, who are you going to sell to or are you going to sell or not sell? Sure. Uh, because if you're going to sell to an aggregator, I've talked to a lot of aggregators. I've hung out with a lot of aggregators. Um, it's pretty clear. They only care about your like SDE on Amazon. Unless right you have yes. some sort of like massive off Amazon. But here's the problem, right? Is they're not set up for off Amazon. So um, exactly. if you have an amazing uh, Facebook ads funnel and email marketing and all this stuff and, and Google ads and you're driving traffic to Shopify and you're doing, you know, a couple hundred thousand a month on Amazon, a hundred thousand a month on Shopify, which is pretty significant. Um, probably getting a better lifetime value on Shopify because you can upsell and remarket. Um, they're like, okay, you know, that's cool, but we're going to buy your brand. Like who's going to run the Shopify, who's going to run. So they're set up like the, the whole system for aggregators right now. And yeah. I mean, I'm sure in the, like, I know elevate brands is working on it. I know like, I'm sure Thrasio is working on it. But Everybody's I'm sure the yeah. They'll be able to, you know, because I know like the, the like Unilever, they're not, you know, uh, or in PNG, they're not saying, oh, like it has to be only retail. Like they're saying, yeah, like yeah. we'll take everything and we'll enhance everything and we'll make it better retail, better branding, better uh, off Amazon, better on Amazon. So yeah, I, I think the aggregators are going to get there. But keeping that in mind, if you sorry, one second, let me know okay. uh, what uh, I just want to expand a little bit on what you said. Like I 100 percent like right now, the main focus for most aggregators is Amazon. And right now it's just the classic 80-20 rule, right? Um, and it's easier to build a team. I, here's what I think is going to happen in the next two years. And I kind of I say this, I don't know, maybe too much. Aggregators are going to niche down into certain categories. Like, hey, we're really good at apparel or we're really good at supplements. We're really good at home, home decor. So then they're going to want to buy those brands because if you've built a team that manages like three brands that are in home decor, it's you want to buy that another home decor brand because you can just say, hey, here's this brand we got do your thing instead of the saying okay look we we bought a supplement brand we're going to figure this out there's a lot of regular like it takes a little bit more effort in a supplement brands um versus selling you know home decor yeah. right so i think that's what's going to happen but then also they're going to they're going to build those teams and then they're, we're going to build those teams around uh you know external advertising and social media content but you know also a shopify store walmart teams as well there's going to be a team that'll hand you know so that's all that's coming right yeah. now the easiest thing to do is to buy a, a business that generates 90 percent of the revenue on amazon and uh and that's just easy right so but that stuff will you know i think i think in the next it might take longer than this right but maybe in the next two years like those businesses that are really profitable off two or three hero asins um and they're 90 they're pro, they're primarily on amazon that stuff might start to dry up a little bit so then you have to expand so i think that i've talked to several people in the space and, and we kind of all feel like that's the way that everything's going to go that being said i love yeah. external traffic because again you have leverage because and here's what i'll say about this and then also let you say your thing if i have a brand that does 75% on Amazon, but then 25% on, on Shopify. If there's an aggregator out there or a firm that wants to buy my brand that loves Shopify, they might give my brand a higher valuation. 
right? Mm. So if you start having all these things attached to your brand, besides, oh, we got two hero ASINs, we do a hundred grand a month and we're only on Amazon, you're limited in, in, in positioning. That's, that's the, that, yeah. I guess that's the best way to say it. So anyway. So I think understanding who you're going to sell to uh, makes yep. a big difference. So if you're, if you're in a, a category and you have a bunch of products and, and um, you, you're, you're not building a brand brand, um, you know, per se, then maybe it's just, Hey, like just focus on your Amazon sales and, and what is go- going to drive more sales up. Now, if, if you're going to do a certain thing, if you're going to do a certain uh, external traffic thing uh, and you can build like build something that is sustainable and is a system because, you know, if your evaluation is going to be based on, on those Amazon sales numbers, you're going to have to share, Hey, you know, we do one influencer a week to, to maintain those numbers. If we stop, the numbers will go down. And so you have to kind of keep the end in mind, which is like, who are you selling to and what do they care about? And so yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of aggregators right now, they only care about Amazon sales. If you have Shopify, whatever, you know, they're not going to value it's it. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's not, nice. it doesn't increase the valuation. Um, yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's, uh, so that's like number one. Now, there's a lot of ways to, that I have gone off of Amazon. Uh, some of them like are better than other, but the way that I look at it is, um, I feel like this is like no no facts behind it, but I have been feeling like the more external signals that uh, you're sending uh, to Amazon, the better your ranking. So yep. it used to be that I could just run PPC, run PPC, um, and a few things have happened. Like everything's gone up, the cost per click. Um, so I have over thirty percent conversion rate on all of my products, and but but due to the high cost per click, it's costing me like seven eight dollars a conversion mm-hmm. now seven eight dollars a conversion um you know and, and assuming like i'm, I'm let's say 50 percent ppc that's like a blended of four dollars a conversion and and you know i have like maybe 10 or 11 dollars in profit to start with so it's leaving me with six or seven dollars in net profit at the end so in the good months it's it's okay in the bad months it's tough um and so you know there's now more a need to and like I'm seeing that as I'm driving more external traffic to Amazon, I'm doing press releases, I'm doing, uh, you know, blogs, articles, Reddit, uh, you know, all of these different things, sending that uh, traffic to Amazon. It, Amazon, I think, is is valuing it and saying this is a, like a more legitimate brand because all of these high domain rank uh, rating uh, URLs are sending traffic to Amazon, meaning that this product is like, you know, valuable now. I can't say like this is solid for sure, but I have seen a lift from doing yeah. that. No, for sure. Uh, and we all we all know that Amazon likes external traffic uh, because it's traffic they don't have to pay for. Also, they already know they released a study you know, several years ago, um, and it was about this was from Amazon, but they they basically said all, of all the traffic, if you send ten people to Amazon to buy your product, then you know, five or six of them are going to buy something else while they're there, right? So they either got something else in their cart or they see something that they're browsing. Um, it's just a very uh, purchase intent uh, site, right? Like you don't go there, you don't go to Amazon to, to learn about anything, right? You don't go there to to find an article or read, like you go there to make a purchase. So, um, so we know that they like it. Um, we don't, algorithmically, we don't know all the details. And, uh, but I think that with Amazon making such a push in with brand registry, there have all these tools inside brand registry. The fact that they built brand registry yeah. um, tells you right there that they love 
a real brand. They want they want brands that are trying to build the best thing that they can for the best customers, right? So, and there's all these tools inside of it. They're coming out with more and more every year. Um, they're diving a little bit more into some keyword product research, which um, which is which is interesting. Um, but but yeah, like they love a brand, so and they understand that that brand most of the time is not going to live 100% on Amazon. So if we know that they love external traffic and they love real brands, they love real branding, it makes sense that, that anytime you send those, you send traffic from ex external sources from wherever, social media or paid or your own website to Amazon, uh, that, that there's, there's definitely lifting in, in keyword ranking. So mm -hmm. all that makes sense. But to answer your, your original question that I completely uh, diverted from, but yeah, Trivium. So what we do is just uh, Amazon advertising. So uh, it's we do we also do Google PPC, um, okay. which I just added. I hired uh, someone really talented for Google PPC. But our main focus is Amazon advertising. So Amazon sponsored products, sponsored brand, uh, display, video, headline search. We also do Amazon DSP, uh, but. I always recommend DSP comes after, you know, you kind of have a good handle on, on uh, PPC. And so the way we do it is we, we go in um, and we're going to build out like an analytics dashboard and we're going to look at, we're going to benchmark what you're doing and we're going to create a very clear picture. Like what, what are you spending week on week? What are you making sales organic uh, versus PPC? Uh, what, what's your conversion rate? What is your, the number of sessions coming in? Um, you know, what's your uh, click-through rate, all of that, and then the profit. The most important thing is the profit. We also have a number called uh, cost per session, which is the cost that, it, to drive a unique visitor to your uh, listing. And then once that's benchmarked, we start, play, like, we understand every single KPI and we start trying to improve certain KPIs. So if I notice that the PPC spend has gone up, but the number of sessions hasn't, that is a signal that I should be optimizing more, cutting down things that are, you know, spending money and not driving sales or, or whatever. Or if week on week I launched a bunch of campaigns and I noticed that my cost per session went up, it just means that I'm I'm advertising and paying more for the same people. And so maybe that and, and this happens like a lot with if I launch a bunch of sponsored video. Sometimes sponsored video does amazing, other and, and it always looks amazing in the campaign manager, but other times when you have a full grasp of the of what it looks like and you're like hmm you know i i uh, launched a hundred dollars a day worth of sponsored video and you know the number of sessions didn't go up maybe maybe it went up by by two percent or three percent or five percent whatever but my cost went up by twenty percent and my sales didn't go up that much and so now my profit is down so it's you know we're able to see the full picture and we focus on on which KPI we need to improve, uh, you know, at a time. So if we've gone, you know, week on week and PPC spend went up and sessions went up and, and we noticed that the click-through rate and conversion rate is holding, it's like, okay, this is a signal to scale more. And and uh, there's only a certain number of levers you can pull. So we can, you know, you can optimize the bids. You can uh, identify unique and profitable search terms and launch them. You can add uh, negatives uh, to auto-broaden phrase. Um you can uh, do bid adjustment by placement. You can scale the budgets. Um, you can do sponsored brand display video. But that's essentially kind of it. Like so, there's a certain number of levers, and it's just reading the data, pulling the levers, reevaluating, pulling the levers, and so on. Yeah, um, I'm always a fan of the people that can effectively run PPC. I hadn't done it in a while, um, but 
I always, I always struggled with it. So it was, it, it was, and I'm sure it's several things. So uh, the fact that you can look at that data and, and extrapolate and, and make, make uh, good decisions. Like I, I commend you on that. Cause it's, I think it's hard. I think it's hard for, I think it's, well, I think it's hard for, um, I think the most successful people on Amazon are, are very analytical. Uh, so like, you know, obviously you sound like you like, you have a bit of, and a, you know, analytical mind, because looking at PVC is not a big deal, like looking at business reports and everything and looking at all this data holistically uh, and then making those decisions. And I think that uh, for creative minds, uh, <clears throat> I think that I tend to lean towards more of the creative side than the analytical. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard for me to 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 look at it. Right. Um, so but of all all the people that I know, they seem to be very analytical. Those are the ones that seem to be most successful. Um, not that you can't be successful. Uh, it just seems like that's, that's the norm. Right. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about, so that's Trivium. That's your agency. Um, so we'll have in the links below how to get in contact with Mina and Trivium. Uh, if you want to sign up, you want to talk a little more about helping manage your brand. Um, I want to talk about the FBA challenge. You launched that, was that last year or was that the beginning of this year? I can't remember. I can't remember either, <laughs> but it was, a, it was a long time ago. I think yeah. it was the beginning of this year. Uh, it, was, it was like late last year, early this year. And um, basically what happened was I was talking to Samer and um, Samer Brax. Yeah, Samer Brax, and he has a, a YouTube channel and a, and a nice a big Facebook group. And um, he's, his Facebook group is one of the reasons I like learned so much about Amazon, um, you know, Amazon, like in general, how to sell and all that kind of stuff when I first got started. Um, so I said, you know, what if we showed everyone like how we do this, uh, like, or how I do this in the supplement space, that would be pretty cool to document the entire journey. And so what we did is we decided to come up with an actual product, which is Cogneuro. It's a, it's a nootropic coffee alternative. So for the people that love coffee, hate the side effects, we created a blend. It's a, uh, you know, you get natural caffeine from Colna and Gurana. There's a coconut cream, so it has MCT oils, and, and and you get the bulletproof effect. So it's not a spike and crash in energy. It's just a yeah. sustaining energy. Then we added mushrooms, lion's mane, cordyceps, uh, for mental focus and, and uh, cognitive function. And then we added uh, adaptogens like ashwagandha and maca. And it tastes very, very, very good. Our, our biggest competitor is mud water, and they don't taste yep. um, and And they don't have caffeine. So we came up with this, um, you know, kind of to basically like the best of everything, the best of Four Sigmatic, the best of uh, Mud Water, the best of, um, you know, everything out there that is uh, anything to do with replacing coffee. And I said, let's document step by step everything that we did from opening up a bank account, uh, going to Wyoming agents to register an LLC, uh, everything like getting a domain, all of this stuff, all the way to like product research, how we source the stuff like the 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 tin can and the box from China, how we went to the manufacturer, found a manufacturer and used him, how we, like just everything step by step. And if you go to the fbachallenge.com there and you can just like download the playbook, it, it shows like you can click on every step and there's a video of me and Sam are doing it. And so we wanted to do that because there's a lot of like people out there teaching, um, you know, how to like start a, a brand on Amazon. And, you know, I just wanted to share how we did it because we did it like, oh, and we we decided to also do Kickstarter for the people who said like are thinking, you know, maybe I can't afford this. I can't get $10,000 or whatever to um, start a brand. This way you can kind of pre-sell your product and, and make that money to 
you know, right, right off the bat. And and the thing is, like, I think with Kickstarter, we tried to give like a really big discount. But I think if we had just said that, that the MSRP was like $49.99 and we're selling it for $29 on, on uh, Kickstarter, would have done a lot better. But we yeah. sold it for like really cheap. We almost, I think we lost a little bit of money on that entire Kickstarter. But, you know, that's the whole thing is to share all of the experience and the mistakes and all of that and empower people more. Like if you want to start your brand, this is how we did it. We created a solution to a problem. We didn't go, we created a solution to a problem and we said, okay, people have a problem. They love coffee. They hate the negative side effects. Here's a solution. Will it sell on Amazon? Let's, you know, value. And we brought a lot of experts to, um, you know, on, on uh, Samer's channel, like we brought uh, Travis, Fernando, like a bunch of other people. And I, I would have uh, loved to bring Brandon Young too, to, but I don't think he had data dive out yet. But I've been like, you know, here's what we're thinking of selling. Like, you yeah. know, show us, is, is this uh, like through his like uh, data, is this a good way to, is this a good product to sell? And so that's kind of the way we went is, this is the act, like this is how we can solve people's problems. Is there enough demand for it? Yeah. So I, I love this for several reasons. So I, I started watching uh, your Kickstarter thing. I remember um, you and Sam are, I, I saw it on Facebook and I was like, oh, mm -hmm. this is cool. Cause I, I like, I like external traffic. So, um, so I like that you did the Kickstarter and I like that you made you've made all this very transparent because I think that a lot of people don't understand, like there might be the boring stuff, like how to set up like how to how to how to be able to look at your numbers and understand what like true profit is like after after Amazon fees after taxes like what are you truly left over with right because you need that number to be able to forecast the next twelve months or just the past twelve months you need to be able to show like you know again if like if you want to sell your business one of the biggest things that the the uh, aggregators are going to look for we want to see like your trail in twelve months. Mm -hmm. Like your like, what's your profit over the past twelve months, right? So looking at looking at a at a P and L report, and if it's like super messy, if you can't tell us what, if you know, like a, if you can't explain mm -hmm. what your true cost is, no, like that's where the conversation is going to end. So what I like about this is that you guys broke down the FBA challenge, and I'm going to have this link to um, in the in the comments as well, where you guys can go download this free playbook. Um, but I like that you broke a lot of these things down that for new people that are starting up, but also there, there might be somebody out there that's quite successful and they're like, oh man, I, I didn't think about this at all. I've never thought about this. Um, you know, so I think that it's important to look at this from two different angles is like, again, regardless if you want to sell it or not, I, having a proper back end of your business is super important. Um, let's say, God forbid, you get audited. It's very easy if you just need to be like, hey, here you go, here's the PL, here's our bank accounts, everything. I'm going to go on vacation for a week and call me. Right. So, but if you have to sit there and be audited and it's like, here's, I got to find this receipt and I don't know what these numbers mean. Like you're going to be there forever and you're going to hate it. You'll hate it either way. But yeah. Um, you know, so like all these things on the back end of the business make sense for multiple reasons. Um, but also the Kickstarter thing, not a lot of people, I guess in our community, in, in our community are leveraging external audiences and external traffic to drive that to Amazon. A lot of people rely just on PPC uh, and some other services out there, which is perfectly fine. Um, but again, a lot of us are trying to build a real thing. Not, you know, a lot of us aren't trying to just sell this one thing to make a little bit of cash. Like we're trying to build a real brand with complementary products, not just a bunch of random products. Um, and we want to have some cohesive new to it, a proper 
proper logo and packaging design and all that too. So the external audience stuff makes sense for, for, uh, uh, for several reasons, but tell me about, can you, can you kind of tell me about like, what made you want to go to Kickstarter? Like what was, I guess, like, what was that conversation about? Like what made you go that way? So the, the Kickstarter route was because exactly like when people say, you know, how much does it cost to start on Amazon or, you know, like all of these questions, like how can I get started? How can I launch? Where can I get my reviews? All of these things, like the, the initial hump, we said, well, you know, what if we try to, I mean, we have the money obviously, but what if we try to not use our money? What if we said, yeah, we're going to build an, an amazing story. It's going to cost us maybe a thousand or $2,000 to uh, make like some sample packaging, get a videographer, get some photographers, get a bunch of enhanced brand content. But what if we just spend that money and we made a really good Kickstarter? And one of the biggest mistakes we did was we didn't uh, build a big enough email or SMS list before launching. But, um, you know, what we should have done is we should have for months, like three, four months, collecting emails. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? And kind of done this whole like journey on, on Kickstarter, on, on uh, Instagram or something and YouTube and like had a form to fill out. And, and in that form, uh, I would have done like, uh, and we learned this from Kirsten Ross, who's like very big in, in the Kickstarter space, but you have to make them pay a dollar to, to reserve their space. And, you know, we say like, you know, we're, we're building this product and you see us like getting the samples from the manufacturer, taste yeah. testing it, like designing the logo, things like that. And getting those people on board, uh, and, and having, you know, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 people that um, committed to $1 when we launched on Kickstarter, since they already committed a dollar, it's like they're much more likely to convert. Uh, but the whole reason was, you know, how can you get started on Amazon if you don't have the money? Uh, you, instead of taking a loan or anything, you can pre-sell the product. And if you sell 1,000 units, let's say it costs you $5, you're selling it for 20 then let's say after everything, you're, you're at least keeping, you know, an extra $10,000 in like, you know, profit plus the 5,000 co uh, cost of making the product. So you ship out the product to the people and then you have another 10,000 and you have, let's say a thousand people who already bought from you that are ready to commit to you uh, on Amazon. So you, you make your first run 2000 units, you can ship a bunch to Amazon. And then when you're ready to launch on Amazon, you launch on Amazon and you hit all those people up. You say, you know, I'm doing like some sort of deal or I give you a discount. And then you hit those people back up for reviews. You say, if you really liked it, please review it on Amazon. It helps our business, yeah. all this kind of stuff. So reviews are super important. So anyway, I love that breakdown. And I'm, and I'm, I was really impressed with what you guys did. Um, and it, this, all this stuff is, all this stuff makes sense, right? So if you, here's the one thing that I love about external audiences, when you start trying to talk to people like your core demographic, like, so ideally, like if you're going to start a new brand or something um, or even expand it, like you want to understand who, who's the person that you want, who's going to buy this product, right? Um, maybe it's, maybe it's uh, based on age, gender, interest, uh, location, right? So you understand all these basic things, but then you understand like, why are people buying, like, why are people buying uh, coffee alternatives, right? So like, what are the pain points of coffee? Um, and like, so understanding like, why do they drink coffee in the first place? So doing a Kickstarter and telling a story on there, all that stuff, I'm sure you will learn so many different things about 
what people really want, right? So then that helps you build better listings and that helps you build, that helps you advertise better. If you understand that like, you know, people drink coffee just to like wake up. But then if you realize like coffee doesn't really wake you up, right? Like if you look at the, like what caffeine does, right? Um, like it doesn't really wake you up, but it, it, it gives you that feeling, right? So, and why do people need that? Like, so, well, maybe I didn't get enough sleep last night. Why did you not get enough sleep? So if you start breaking all these things down, you learn so much about this avatar, this customer avatar, core demographic, but then you start to learn, like you advertise so much better. You learn, you can build a stellar listing, right? Um, and then the way you communicate with them just enhances, right? So it's building this relationship, right? Now I always use this silly example, but like if you're like, if you're young and single or if you're just single and you're not just gonna walk up to somebody and try to kiss them, right? Like that's that's assault. Like so, so we don't do that, right? So you don't go to somebody and be like, "Hey, do you want to buy this product?" No, I don't want to buy your product. Get out of my face! I'm trying to enjoy my lunch. So, uh, and that's how a lot of people feel about these ads on on social media because nobody goes to social media right now. I think there's a shift happening, but that's a later discussion. Nobody really goes to Facebook to look for things to buy in an ad, right? But if you start building this relationship of like, hey, this is Cognero, this is what we're doing, this is why we're doing it, this is who it's for. And then you start breaking this thing down and start teaching people about why you built this, like what's in it, and all these other things. Then it's like, it's so much easier to be like, hey, do you want this? Same thing with the relationship. You introduce yourself. Hey, can I talk to you? Okay, no, that's fine. I'll go somewhere else. Like, you know, so it's, it's, it's building this relationship. But when you built that relationship, there's all these things start to happen. Like people really like the, and the Holy grail of all this is like, people just really love your brand. People love Cognero, for example. And they're like, I love this thing. I want to tell all my friends about it. I actually want to leave a review without being asked. Right. Um, People want to belong like to something. They want to feel like they, they they belong in something. It's like a tribe. It's a tribe mentality. I think, um, you know, who does that really well? Black rifle coffee, I think in first form. So, those guys are like absolutely killing it because um, their audience is they're like, yeah, like I drink this coffee. Like this is like they feel like they're in in a gang or, or in a, not like, a, you know, not a bad. Game. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're they're within their group of people. And, and yeah. uh, same with first form and like they have their parties and and all of this stuff. And it's like, yeah, I want to feel like I belong with peers who all have the same like sort of like ideology and, and values and um you know things like that so i think that's the power of building a brand and when i think when people see you from zero building and, and they see all of the behind the scenes it, it's subconsciously they're getting invested uh yeah a little bit invested they're like you know like i know the story of this thing like i want to I want to buy it and then tell people, Hey, like I, I knew these guys when they were like nothing, when they were still building their product, you know, I I got one of the first samples, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, like, and that's the beautiful thing about Kickstarter is people go there, you know, to invest in a business. Right. And maybe that's only $29 or maybe that's more, but, but they get access to the story. Right. Uh, so they do feel part of these things and you get feedback from these people too. Um, so yeah, that, that community thing is super important. I think that, and and I've watched so many businesses in the past few years. Um, so I love, I love watching social media from afar and like watching it just kind of, you know, uh, I guess just, um, evolve over time. Right. And the, the biggest thing like, uh, you know, is watching how TikTok is evolved. Right. 
and every when it came out it was like oh it's just a, it's just vine oh, mm-hmm. but no dude it's like blown up and i've watched so many people start a thing on tiktok and then a year later or two years later they're uh playing at coachella or they started a physical products company or they're they quit their six-figure yeah. job and now they have of a course or something yeah yeah and it's like and and this is stuff has been happening forever like it happens on youtube a lot too right but a lot of us don't want to watch a 35 minute video to be interested in a brand right so these short little videos that just show up on your page i i really i, I love that power of social media right like and, and some of these people built a brand on accident. Like I remember this one girl, um, she like sang a song and was like, Hey, is this a thing? Is this a hook? I think she called it a bop or whatever. I don't know. I'm too old to understand that lingo, but this producer stitched it and was like, yes, this is this thing. And then he produced a track on, and then it's like, boom, boom, boom. They made a song. And then she has a record deal and she's touring, you know? And then I saw a kid with an apparel business. He's like 15. He's like, man, I just want to make some money. I want to learn business. And, and so he started doing apparel and he struggled for a long time. Like he, I mean, I, I wouldn't say struggled for a year. That's not a long time. And all that, but watching this teenager struggle, he's like, I'm not getting sales. I don't know what to do. I'm trying to figure everything out. And boom, dude, he's like, he's killing it now. Like, wow. like for, for like a 17 year old kid now, I think he's 17 watching him and he goes live all the time and he does the live shopping and he's just crushing. It. And it's to watch this, this kid, build this thing like it's cool it's cool you you love watching the story right the um and and i think that social media allows us it gives everybody the the permission to be super vulnerable we'd be like i don't know what i'm doing uh or i messed up but i want to figure it out like people will appreciate that more than like these super polished brands over time right um so yeah like i, I it, it's the the storytelling the tribe the that community mentality I think it's it, when you do it right, it just it will take yeah. off. And I think a lot of people also uh, are afraid um, because they, they don't want to be on camera. They don't want to show up, but you don't have to be on camera like with with TikTok, with YouTube. So one thing that I've been doing is the the AMZN.to. I, uh, yes. I learned that from uh, Tim Jordan. And basically, like you go into YouTube, you type in AMZN.to and the, any keyword related to your product, and you'll see tons and tons and tons of, um, you know, videos with people who have who have the Amazon Associates link in their description of the video, which means they're already Amazon Associates, so you don't have to teach them anything about being an Amazon Associate. All you have to do is make them an offer uh, that they can't refuse. And so if you can sell them on the dream, you, you find their email, you email them, you find them on Instagram, you you DM them on Instagram. Hey, I would love if, you know, we could collaborate on a video or something. I'll send you free product, please. And, um, you know, if something like that works, then you get this video and that's sending traffic to your listing. Um, and that could be part of the story, right? It could be like, hey, like this brand, they're doing this, they're doing that. You can send them even uh, uh, pieces of content and say, you know, this is some of the behind the scenes. If you want to incorporate it in your video, and and they're creators. I'm not a creator. I'm a very bad like. Not, I don't want to say I'm not a creator. I'm not a like I like I can't create that YouTube content well. I can't create TikTok content it's a, well. It's a skill. It's it, it is like I'm the analytical side, and then there's the very creative side. And yeah. so for me, I like will write like uh, for example, Gracie. Gracie uh, has a million uh, followers on TikTok, and so I'll rely on people like her. To come to, I'll go to her. I'll say, listen, like, 
I want to build a, a strategy. Like, what should I do? And she says, okay, here's like what, you know, here's a breakdown. Here's the strategy. Here's the people you should reach out to. And then I'll leverage those people on TikTok. I'll leverage those people on YouTube and, and they can, they can tell the story and they can make the content. So if people are thinking like, you know, my product, like, I don't know if you're selling like toilet paper, things like that or whatever, something boring, I get it. It's going to be a little bit more tough, but if you're, if you're selling a brand uh, and, and something that is like solving a need or whatever, definitely you can leverage people on TikTok and people on YouTube to tell your story for you if you're not into creating the, the you know, a story, brand, like a story brand. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to break down in the comments um, uh, what uh, the Amazon AMZ in .to, like just a few steps in there, because um, we kind of glossed over that. Um, mm -hmm. If but um, we're going to go over that, too. And you you were talking earlier about Ahrefs. Can you explain what those are and how you use those to find yeah. influencers? Yeah. So so um, there is Helium 10 uh, for Amazon. And basically in Helium 10, you put an ASIN and you get all of the keywords they're ranking for. There is Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S. Uh, uh, for Google. So what I'll do is I'll go into my competitor, uh, like to all my competitors, and I'll pull their listing links. So the full link, partial link, just the ASIN, just the, you know, the, the amazon.com slash ASIN or the canonical. I'll pull all of them and I'll plug them into Ahrefs and I'll look at all of their backlinks and I can find out what links are linking to uh, the Amazon listing. And so if I do it for all my competitors, I, I'll, I'll start seeing all of these links, which Facebook groups mention them, which uh, Reddit posts mention them, which uh, blogs wrote about them, which YouTube videos had them on, whatever, any press releases. And I, I can kind of get this full picture of like, OK, let's categorize everything, you know, Facebook, blogs, articles, press releases, um, podcasts, uh, whatever, um, you know, what, whatever it is, a social and then I'll say, okay, like, you know, what, which ones have the highest domain ranking, you know, which means that the, the sites have really good authority uh, in the, in, in, on Google, consider it like uh, Google sees them as a high authority. And then I'll say, okay, let's, uh, let's hit up uh, 10 articles, you know, t these 10 articles and say, hey, I love the article you wrote on this company. We're also an electronic company. Would you be open to, you know, uh, writing an article about this? Hey, I saw uh, this pod uh, that you guys did a, a podcast and you had, you mentioned like this product. Uh, we, are you guys still like working with them? We'd love to, uh, you know, also do uh, some sort of like uh, sponsorship deal where we'll pay you an affiliate commission. And you can always start with affiliate commission and, and negotiate. Like, so m most people will be okay with affiliate commission. If they're bigger, they want uh, a certain amount. If you're Joe Rogan, you want hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So you know, you can work your way up. And, and the beautiful thing is you can leverage everything that all of your competitors have done. Now, the other beautiful thing about this is you have two types of competitors on Amazon. You have the ones that fully base their business on Amazon. And those ones, they're not going to have that many backlinks. And then the, there's the ones that based 0% of their business on Amazon. They actually based 100% of their business off of Amazon and retail and in direct to consumer, all this stuff. And they're on Amazon is just kind of like this overflow and these people are amazing because you're like, you know, for me, like Ultima has been around for like eight years or something. And they're everywhere and they're and they're in, in uh, cycling races and, and CrossFits and, and stuff like that. And so 
I'm like, what are these guys doing? And so I can go into Ahrefs, I can pull all of that, and I'm like, okay, they had you know 15 press releases, they they uh, were on all of these podcast episodes, they were here, and so it gives me like this hit list because you know how they say like success leaves clues sort of thing. So it's like, okay, if I do everything this branded, maybe I'm not gonna be as big, but I know for a fact like I'll I'll get closer. And and this is like all off Amazon stuff. So sometimes it's just like what do I do? Where do I start? And I think the best way is like, first of all, see what your competitors are doing through Ahrefs. And, yeah. and I think the Amazon, the, the AMZN.to on YouTube is insane because imagine if someone typed in like, uh, you know, your, my brand name, uh, hard work or my, or Cognuro and, and they saw YouTube and there's like a video, 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 video. And they just start watching, watching, and you like, you know what? I want to buy this thing. And then they go and buy it. And so I think that's pretty powerful. That's a lot of uh, technical knowledge there. So I'm going to break that down too uh, in the steps because uh, this is stuff that this is stuff that's uh, these are all these like little nuggets that are stuff that you could do right now. Going to YouTube and doing the AMZ.to and the Ahrefs uh, on Google and that kind of thing. Like that's stuff that's pretty much free to do. Like, and you get to learn more about like if you've got a if you've got a major brand a major competitor that has a brand recognition off Amazon. The cool thing is they've done a lot of legwork for you. Yeah. You can go in there, like you can go in there and sign up to their newsletters and stuff. And you can go to all their social media and subscribe and follow and all this stuff and their YouTube. And you can, and you can look up hashtags and all this stuff, but you can look at all this too. And you can look at like how they've built that brand. So then you kind of replicate that process too. And I love how you broke down how to speak to uh, influencers, because I think there's a, there's a big, um, I think outreach is not something that's kind of really talked about in this community, but it's like, all you have to do is ask them. The worst thing that's going to happen is that they just don't answer you at all. They just don't reply, right? That's the worst thing, right? Nobody's going to make a video, be like, how dare this company try to, you know, get me to, to talk about their product. Like nobody's going to do that. Right. But what the, the cool thing is, is like, you've broken down the commission structures, like, First off, it, you know, and, and Leron, like, so he, he posted something, I guess, yeah. yesterday. Oh, we were talking about that before, um, before, but he broke down how, like, if they have, like, a certain amount of followers, he might just offer them a free product. And then if it's, like, I think a little higher, hey, uh, we'll send you free product and maybe something up front. And, and so, like, you kind of understand, like, the smaller influencers are willing to take something from, uh, just take a free product and review it. Um, but then building kind of like a system there and it's like um so another friend of mine paul Barron. so paul has built this beautiful thing around his private label brand on amazon where Pete, it's a um i know i know he talks about it but i'm not going to talk about this specific product but um what he it's a it's a product that a lot of moms purchase so but he has a lot of moms that are uh influencers that want to be part like an ambassador or something right so he has a whole funnel uh, so if somebody is like, hey, I want, can I review your product for free or, you know, I'm an influencer, blah, blah, blah. He has a system. Hey, go here. And what's cool here is, is he does a couple of things like he's got a terms and conditions in there. And then what part of the terms and conditions, which is very normal for a lot of large companies, is if you make content for us and, you know, you've got to use the you got to tag us and it's got to be two or three posts and depending on the fee structure and everything. But in, in your post, it's got to be these certain hashtags and tagging us. We also own the right to repurpose that content, which is a beautiful thing. Like it, it keeps you out of like any legal issues right there. 
but he takes that stuff all the the a lot of the instagram and facebook posts and puts them right into amazon posts so it's like this and he's been doing this for a while now he has an endless supply not endless but you know relatively speaking he has an amazing supply of content to just repurpose over and mm-hmm. over and over again and if you build this system of influencers like again it's like this inbound thing that'll start to happen one day um it, i just i love that system he's built and he's talked about it before um uh on a on a i think maybe on a, our i think he talked about it a little bit on my last podcast on the podcast he was on i think he's on episode nine or ten um so that's a lot of information about influencers um and that's i don't know we talked about a lot of stuff today so i want to kind of wrap this up but we talked about ppc uh, we talked about external advertising. We talked about social media and then kind of taking everything in and bringing it in together. So, and, and like me and like you talked about in the beginning, like this isn't a big deal to most aggregators, but what's going to happen in the next two years, we don't know. Right. Uh, but I do see, I do see a lot of aggregators going to, they're going to want to niche down. So maybe not Thrasio, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're very big. So maybe they don't niche down into one category, but maybe they're like, hey, we're focusing on these four or five categories right now. We yeah. also have a Shopify team and we have a social well, media. We have team. already intrinsic brands that only does health and wellness right now. You know, Absolutely. And, and I think that's uh, that's good because then, then you have like a, a core focus and then everything is playing yeah. off of each other. Yeah. And what's going to happen is they're, they're going to want your brand. Like they're going to want your brand over uh, an aggregator or a firm that, they're just focused on Amazon. But like, if you've got these other things going and look, maybe you don't find the deal that you want. So maybe you just want to keep building it out. Right. But you have this system, this outside system, you've got that built. You've worked on it for two years. You've got this system where you define where that traffic goes. Maybe yeah. you split it up. Maybe you start testing Shopify versus Amazon. Um, and you know, maybe you start pushing into Walmart a little bit. Maybe you focus on the twenties, the 20% stuff for a while. Um, so anyway, I say all this to say like, you can't really go wrong. At yeah. this point, like, and because it's so competitive, like you were talking about earlier, like the, one of the reasons you did cost uh, Kickstarter is that your costs are so high with just PPC advertising yeah. and you're starting to see that external traffic has a big influence on ranking. So all of this stuff, even if you never want to sell, all of this stuff can help you build that valuation of your business. And that, that really just means like building that business. You know, if you start fine tuning your PPC building effective outside traffic, you're starting to increase those profits over time. It might be negligible. It might be 5% here and 2% here, but maybe at the end of the year, you increase your profit by 12%. That's nothing to laugh at, right? And, and, and also, if you think about it, if you're spending whatever, 10,000, 15, 20,000, bigger companies are spending 100,000 a month on, on um, you know, PPC. What if you just took 1,000 a month and, and you said, okay, that 1,000 a month, I, I'll pay to influencers, whatever, and you and you invested that one thousand instead of on PPC. And even though I'm a huge PPC guy, but like absolutely, if you took that money and you invested into other things too. You're also, you know, because PPC is kind of like a, it's a, it's like this flame that uh, constantly needs fire, and so you have yeah. to keep pouring fire, and it becomes more and more competitive. And there's only limited inventory, and there's more people coming in, <clears throat> but with off of Amazon it's infinite. Like there's the entire world is off of Amazon. So, um, you know, you're not just going for the super high buyer intent. You're going for, uh, you know, all of these people. And the beautiful thing is if you're running DSP, 
and you have all of this off of Amazon traffic sending it to on Amazon, you're able to retarget right away because they yes. visited your site. So you can retarget them on Amazon. You can retarget them off Amazon on publisher sites. So it, the whole thing kind of starts working a lot better if you're also sending external traffic, not just kind of focused on one thing. Obviously, please make sure your PPC is on point. Please make sure your listing is optimized as best as possible. Do everything you can. There's a, a ton of resources out there in the Amazon space to help you. But then you can also like invest a little bit of time into building some other things that is more of a long-term play over one or two years. If you have 200, 300 YouTube videos out there after yeah. a couple of years, if you have, you know, a hundred podcasts talking about you, if you have a hundred blogs talking about you, that stuff compounds. So it, it's like, it's that delayed gratification. Unfortunately, yep. it's not like PPC. You put a dollar, you make two. It's, it's, um, you know, you, you put in, you put in, you put in, you put in, eventually it kind of snowballs and becomes uh, pretty significant. Absolutely. Um, man, a lot of, lot of actionable, um, information in here today. So I really appreciate this. So real quick. Um, so in the links, as I'm wrapping up this podcast in the links, I'm going to have how to get a hold of, uh, your advertising agency. Um, we're going to post a link for the FBA challenge where that's the checklist of really starting that brand. Um, a lot, a lot of information in there. I'm also going to break down the amz.to strategy and the ahrefs strategy because it's hard to just talk about it on the podcast. So it'll be there. You can copy and paste and do whatever you want. So um, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they want to talk to you more? Um, so Facebook, Mina Elias, uh, LinkedIn, Mina Elias, Instagram at Egyptian underscore prescription underscore Elias. And if you're doing over like, you know, 20, 25K a month uh, in revenue and you want an audit, I'm giving out like, you know, four or five free audits a month where I'll go in and I'll break everything down and, and tell you how to fix your, your stuff. Um, so if you are, uh, you can email me at Mina at triviumco.com, T-R-V-I-U-M-C-O.com. Awesome. Awesome. Lots of information. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this podcast. Um, man, you have a great day and, uh, we're recording this on December 30th. So man, tomorrow's New Year's Eve. I hope, yeah. uh, you have an amazing 2022 and I hope I get to see you, uh, a few times cool. in 22. I'm itching to get out of the house, but we'll see what happens with the rest of the world. So, yeah. all right. Peace. Bye. Thanks for listening to What the Exit Podcast with your host, Barkas Patty from Emergent. Every week, I'm talking to industry leaders, brand owners, and service providers about what it's really taking to build that brand on Amazon these days in 2021 and going forward, and really how to maximize the value of the business of that great thing that you've built. If you have questions for us, you can always contact us. Go to emergent.com, E-M-E-R-G-A-N-T.com. There's a contact us button. That'll go directly to me. You can also shoot me a message on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or you can shoot me an email at barkus at emergent.com. Um, be sure to comment. Let me know what you think about the podcast. If you, if you love it, subscribe to it. Tell a friend about it. And uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>